Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And for today's current mood convo, I'm going to be joined by Tinks, a.k.a. Christina. She is from TikTok. She's based in Los Angeles. She basically blew up like most people we've had on lately over quarantine. But she is like TikTok's big sister. She has like these very specific quirks. She has like amazing, hilarious takes on pop culture. It's like everyone knows her Chipotle order, her Erewhon smoothie order. Like she just has this amazing community, amazing advice, and she's so connected with her audience. I love how real and authentic and open she is online. And she has some seriously amazing recommendations. So I can't, I can't help but call her Tinks. I just, I mean, good good branding on Christina's part. But Tinks and I are going to get into everything from self-care to routines to dating advice. And most importantly, kind of her overall mantra that pretty much applies to everything. Comparison is the thief of joy. But first, let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week. So I'm sorry, you guys, that this week's episode is a little late. I feel like, you know, life just kind of is crazy sometimes and just does maybe it's just like a you have a year and a half like window where it's like life's just gonna throw things at you um so I will start off with my worst mood and um yeah I clearly feel like a little uncomfy but that's fine we're gonna push through and be vulnerable because it's okay to feel your feelings so on um Monday this week my grandpa passed away and I think the reason um, that this is so hard for me to talk about is to really kind of just like encapsulate what my grandfather meant to me. Um, I grew up with my mom and my grandparents, like they, you know, were my second set of parents. My grandpa was my father figure my entire life. And, um, you know, we knew he was sick a few years ago. And I think, you know, the main reason I kind of moved back to Chicago is to spend more time with my grandparents. So I think that although, you know, I've been kind of talking about how I've needed to be with family right now, he has been or he had been in hospice the past couple weeks. Um, and I had just been at the hospital every single day since um, the first incident happened. So I think it's just been like a very, very long grieving process because it's just a lot to process when someone kind of passes uh, more slowly. And he is literally like the rock of our family. He's like the patriarch of our family. Um, so there, I've been literally with every single one of my cousins and my aunts and uncles, obviously my mom, my siblings are included in that. And we've been at the hospital for, you know, a few weeks now. And so it's just been very, very emotionally exhausting. And the grieving process kind of started a couple of weeks ago, but now it's kind of back to square one because it's really real and it really happened. 
Um, and so, you know, I don't really want to get too much into it just because I could talk obviously so much about it. He's literally was, is the most important person, male in my life. Um, I wanted him to walk me down the aisle one day and meet my children one day. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of like things don't always go to plan and, um, I'm doing obviously a little better now. I've, I've been very, very exhausted and I've actually never lost someone this close to me before. I've actually grieved like this before. So I know it's going to be a very long process and I can't hide in a hole forever. So I'm pushing myself to do things that boost my mood and just take care of myself right now. I will say, though, um, you know, I always say with a worst mood, there is a best mood. And I think this is a beautiful opportunity and example that my best mood this week is just to feel all the love and support within my family and from people that, you know, we love. And so although this is literally the most difficult time, like something I have dreaded my entire adult life, like I've still been able to laugh and smile with my family members and just, you know, we've been very very close and really supporting each other and my friends have been really really supportive and just people that have reached out like it's you know there is light in the darkness and so I think this is a beautiful example of though even though that this is like literally the worst thing ever like I can't stress that enough I've still had little moments of best moods because I feel really blessed and very loved and I think that that's something that you know doesn't go unnoticed even when you're in a very very dark days the blue light glasses that started it all, you guys. Five years ago, Felix Grey realized, five years ago, Felix Grey realized our eyes weren't meant to look at screens all day and designed glasses to make daily screen time more comfortable and the workday more productive. Felix Grey lenses filter 15 times more of the most important blue light. They were actually the first pair of blue light glasses that I got, and I loved them because they looked like real glasses, and I didn't have prescriptions yet because you can get just the blue light ones if you need, and I felt just, like, so cool and quirky, and actually three of my girlfriends bought the exact pair because they had never seen such one because they had never seen ones that were so cute, and this is not a fake story. I swear on my life, I can phone a friend if you need me to. The Felix Grey lenses filter 15 times more of the most important blue light. They have classic frame styles made from a cake and hand finished for a durable, lightweight feel that are both comfortable and stylish. You can visit felixgray.com mood. I got the Nash in Artichoke because I'm having like a green phase and the Nash is the frame that I really like and they have this like really cool, like you guys have to see it. It's like they're obviously not bright green, you know I'm not that crazy, but they're like this really gorgeous green color and, and I absolutely love them. I get such a headache before I go to sleep so even if I'm watching TV and not really in the work zone, I can still watch them like while I'm scrolling on my phone or watching TV and obviously when I'm really cranking things out on my computer, I have to have the glasses on. They have non-prescription and prescription available, so no matter what, you can look super cute and quirky, and you can be like, no, they're not fake glasses, they're blue light. Like, where were these in high school when I wanted glasses so badly? Check them out now at felixgrayglasses.com slash mood. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com slash mood. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges. felixgrayglasses.com slash mood. My mood boosters this week have been very simple. Obviously, spending time with my family. A mood booster that I will say that we've had is playing dominoes. 
If you play Rummy Cube, it's basically like the same gist. Um, I love Rummy Cube and it's like, I don't know, I feel like when you're doing something that's mindful, AKA you're using your hands and you're concentrating on the thing that you're doing like physically, um, that's a really good mood boost for like if you're having anxiety or feeling just like feelings that obviously aren't great and you want to not necessarily distract yourself in a way to mask it, but take a break from it. And so obviously we've been playing a lot of games, which has been really fun because I get really, really competitive with Rummy Cube and Dominoes. And I just started and learned how to play Dominoes. And I didn't even know that you could do it besides like making them fall on top of each other, but my family got obsessed with it. So I've been really pushing myself to like boost my mood by not like isolating, which I think is something really, really easy for me to do is to like run away and isolate. I've noticed that a lot more like recently, I guess. And I guess my therapist did point it out, but once she pointed it out about one thing, I was like, oh, I guess I do this. I do run away from a lot of things in general and just shove it down. So a mood booster has been really, you know, getting out of my apartment, playing games with my family, spending time with my family, and like communicating with people, not just like going into a deep dark hole, because you're gonna go in and out of it a little bit, but don't dig it and make it farther down and darker. You know what I mean? Another thing that like has really been a big mood boost for me is, and the kind of the only thing that I've been able to do this week besides getting this podcast done, is I started working with Jake Max Apparel, and I might have mentioned it on the podcast. I've definitely mentioned it in a YouTube video. So basically what Jake Max Apparel is, is it is my boyfriend's company that he started in college. Two of his cousins are Jake and Max, and the twins were both born with a rare genetic condition called Fragile X Syndrome, which causes intellectual, developmental, and cognitive disabilities. But the amazing thing about Jake and Max is obviously they shattered misconceptions of what people with disabilities are capable of. And so what my boyfriend did is started this amazing company um, based off Jake and Max where they're maximizers and they are amazing kids with disabilities that design these pieces of art and then they put them on apparel and 15% of the profits go directly back to um, the maximizer and their family, unlike most charities that just kind of like donate to like the bigger picture because a lot of these kids need like full-time care and, you know, they need help and they need just, you know, they have entrepreneurial spirit and they want to do things with their gifts. And so I was, when I was younger, I really wanted to be a, special education teacher, but obviously my life took a turn and now I'm on the internet. And so back when we started dating, I was like begging to get involved and I have actually taken over a lot of the social media and marketing stuff within Jake Max and working with the Maximizers along with the other amazing people on the Jake Max team. And so that is just something that's like really been a mood booster. Sorry for like the long explanation, but I've been getting some messages on Instagram being like, wait, you never really explained how you got involved with Jake Max. And it's because obviously I know the founder, he's my boyfriend, and I've always had like a really, really special place in my heart for children with disabilities and always wanted to do something. And so this was just kind of like a no-brainer because he needed the help, I wanted to help. And it's a mood boost because sometimes when you're really just like struggling with your own demons, it's really good to just get out of yourself and do something for others. And so a lot of times, like we always think of self-care, which is doing things for yourself. But sometimes 
a form of self-care is to actually get out of yourself and do something for someone else. And it could be something as small as like asking someone how they're doing instead of just like talking about how you're feeling because it makes you feel of service and you actually are being of service to someone else. And so for me, like I really love what I do and I love what Jake Max does and what we do together. And so for me, that's been a really great way to kind of like get myself up out of bed and get stuff done that like it's work that makes me just really fulfilled and really, really happy. And it's been a way to kind of have something in my life this week because obviously it's in my life every week and grief is now going to be in my life a lot. And so it's something that kind of just genuinely boosts my mood because I get excited doing it. And it's, I guess it's kind of like what people always say, like if you love what you do, it's not really work. So even though like some of the stuff I did yesterday was like so much work, but like I was just so happy and excited and talking to everyone on the Jake Max team and just, it, it's such like a, a great way to like give back and get out of yourself. And also Jake Max is just amazing. And it's something that I spend a lot of time doing. So I wanted to share it with you guys. And it's pretty much all I've done this week. So besides those two mood boosters of family and Jake Max, it's really just been showering because I have just been sleeping a lot and feeling really, really gross. And I all I did was clean for like six hours straight, go into a hole for a couple days and force myself to shower. So I think my mood booster today is going to be to shower and go spend some time with my family. If there's something that you guys are going through that needs maybe more than a mood booster because it's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, it could be dealing with grief for the first time or just anxiety or just wanting to talk to someone that's professional. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, but it is not a crisis line or self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and the service is a bit of it. And the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. That means don't just give up after one thing. If you don't vibe right away, you guys, you can just switch therapists. It's like dating. It's not a big deal. And, you guys, it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit betterhelp.com slash mood, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. It's probably because I tell you guys, and you use my code, right? It's the mood community, obviously, because we are self-care queens. But this isn't self-care. Of course, I have a special offer for my mood listeners, so get you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash mood. That's 10% off at betterhelp.com slash mood. Okay, guys, sorry for the very low energy intro. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your support and your prayers. And 
Don't forget to follow Jake Max Apparel on Instagram, jakemax.com, me at Lauren Elizabeth, and at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. Oh my God, I forgot my other mood booster. You guys, the merch and everything. I literally, it got me through all of last week. Holy crap. You guys, thank you so much. We sold so much merch and I just love how you guys are using all the lingo, using all the terms, best mood, worst mood, mood boosters. You guys are like, your captions are amazing. I'm just so, so, so grateful for you guys. So if you haven't checked out the merch or the Instagram, we're almost at 20K followers on Mood, at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram. Those are my three handles that I am on all the time. So connect with me on Instagram. Let's talk to Tinks, get some routines, self-care, and mood boosting going on. I am so excited to have you on. I said this to another TikToker, if you will, last week, but uh, you were one of my mood boosters like a few weeks ago, and the people have not stopped asking to get you on the podcast. So like you're mood royalty, essentially. That means the world to me. I think um, I love being a mood booster. That's truly what I think about with my content. I'm like, am I delight? I either want to be teaching people about something cool, um, making them laugh, just basically leaving them in a better mood than I found them one way or another. So that's, that means the world. It's just so refreshing to see your content too, because it's not like over filtered or like made to look more glamorous. It's like a combination of like, you're doing really cool things. You live in LA and it looks fabulous, but at the same time, it's like, very relatable and it's you don't see that a lot in Los Angeles like how how long have you lived in LA under two years and I think thank you for saying that I think it's because I did fall into this by accident so I definitely I didn't move to LA to be an influencer or content creator or what have you it just kind of happened by accident so I think that's really allowed me to take my followers with me on this journey and be like, guys, guess what party I got invited to? It's pretty wild. Um, but I, I try, I really just try to give my followers like a 360 of my whole life because I think, um, you know, as you know, better than anyone, like it can look really glamorous. It can look like it's all PR packages and lunches and what, what have you. So I try to just be like, yeah, today I'm not feeling great or this and that, or, you know, being an online person can really spike your anxiety. So I think we're exiting the age of influencers and content creators only showing the good. And we're, we're going to this new age where, um, you know, yeah, we're showing the cool stuff, but we're also showing the ups and downs and that makes for a lot more, um, engaging material anyway. So and did you kind of start that from the beginning? Because I remember finding you over, I think it was quarantine, to be honest, when you would like, sh- but maybe it wasn't because you were doing things because you like were doing your like daily vlogs on TikTok. Is that what you how you started or did you start with the tiny mic? I started with the tiny mic and I genuinely was just so bored and I was alone in quarantine. I was like, well, I've always thought of myself as a behind the scenes, like, cause I was a writer before. Um, but like, who cares at this point? And (laughs) I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life. I love making content. I love connecting with people in this way. Um, and then it just sort of started going from there. And I just, you know, I always tell people like, make the content that you want to see. And I was loving TikTok, but I was like, I could see more celebrity recaps. I could see, you know, product reviews, like really, really good ones that are kind of funny too. And I just sort of started playing around with new formats and they evolved. And, and then initially, and then I started, started wanting to vlog because I was like, this is such a crazy year. Like all this insane stuff is happening. I want to remember this forever. I'm very nostalgic. And then that was just like taking my relationship to my followers on another level because they were seeing inside of my life. So, um, again, try to give it all to them, you know, just 
as much. I mean, as you do an uh, you do an ask me anything like twice a week on yeah. Instagram. Like that's insane. Like, and you you stick to it. You do it every single week. I mean, I feel like I haven't seen you miss a day. Mondays and Thursdays every single week. I absolutely love it because I feel like I'm hanging out with my followers and and I get to know like what they're up to. And obviously, I can't answer all the questions, but just seeing what they write in, like it gives me a better sense of how I can serve them and show up for them. Like what's on their mind? What are they thinking about? Um, so, you know, even though I can't answer every single question, it it just feels like hanging out, which, which I love. So I I absolutely love it. What, what is like the most like common thing people come to for advice? Like, is it dating or is it, yeah, it's, it feels like dating, dating and it's confidence. I mean, people love product recommendations. They love lists and I'm working more on those too, because I think for me, something that I always loved when for people that I follow is like specificity. So not mm-hmm. just like go to this like place to get a juice, but like what juice, like what straw should you use? Like what time of day should you go? So I try to be specific in all my recommendations, whether it's dating advice or like which juice to get, but, um, yeah, products. Uh, but it, the main one is dating and like, and life stuff. And I get a lot of also, there's a lot to do with like being a, being a girl, like confidence, body stuff, um, a lot to do with age and comparison. Um, you know, people have come to know me for like the whole comparison is the thief of joy thing, which I didn't make up, but it's a mantra, which I live my life by. Um, a lot of like, I'm turning 30 and like you, you know, how, how are you not afraid and stuff like that? So it really runs the gamut, but I'd, I'd say dating is definitely the main, the main focus now. How are you not afraid by being 30? You know, I, I think finding my passion and like my whole purpose in life at 29 proved to me that there really is no timeline for career, for romance, for, you know, for your path. Like we're all on our own timeline. And the fact that I could at at, at this age find like an entirely new beginning was just like, wow, that I'm just getting started. And I also think like, when I turned 30, I just let go of everything that was like holding me back, which, you know, I'm a very like woo woo symbolic person. And I think turning 30, I was like, I'm just starting this new career. And all of a sudden I was like, I spent the last decade doubting myself, comparing myself, um, hating myself at times. And I'm actually like moving away from that. And so if I can instill this in younger women, like so that they don't have to waste some of their 20s being like, but I ate the fries last night. What should I do? Like that to me is like my purpose in life. So it's twofold to answer your question. First of all, because I, I found this amazing, you know, purpose at such a late age. And secondly, um, because it, I, I, I need to teach others. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. No, I mean, even like the, the thing about fries that you said, I remember seeing you like post on Instagram, something where it was like, it was, it, I don't remember what you said, but it was something about just like eat the fries. Like you did it. It's fine. You can wake up tomorrow and stuff. And it's just like little things like that, where it's like, wellness advice but looped into like the realistic side of like you're going to fuck up and eat the fries it makes me like shame myself less like seeing other girls like not only have the same struggle of like just like thinking about the fries but then like someone being like it's not that big of a deal and it's like me ordering fresh brothers last night and eating pizza I was like am I gonna hate myself and I was like you know what it's done make the choice stick with it like tinks would probably say eat the fucking pizza totally and I think it's like For me, I think a lot about like 
what I hooked on to, to help me get to a good place with all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And you do have to kind of like be real because there's no point in a, a, a content creator or an influencer you follow just being like, it's fine. Like that doesn't do anything, but I'm like, so I break it down and I always say, cause especially like after a weekend, I'll get a lot of questions or if it's a big holiday, people will be like, I ate and I drank so much and I feel guilty and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, here's how to think about it. First of all, it happens. So literally no amount of you worrying, um, is going to change that. It's only going to destroy the fun memory that you had. So then it's like, then you're, you're down for two. Right. So that's pointless. Secondly, um, as someone who has eaten the pizza, eaten the fries for her whole twenties. And then like, you know, it, it's fine. I can say from the other side, like it's fine. Um, and what's the other thing I say? Oh, well. And then I'm like more practically moving forward. Like, don't look backwards. You're not going that way. Make a plan. So like, if you have a big crazy weekend and you're feeling like so spirally, I'm always like, take out your phone and write a list, like make a commitment of things that you're going to do for the next three days. Because I had a, one amazing therapist tell me, um, she was like, it only takes three days to feel back in control. And see, mm. that's like one of those one-liners that stayed in my brain forever. So I'm constantly trying to speak like that to the girls so that they can hook on to things that I say, but it's like, it only takes you, takes you three days. So say, I'm going to walk 10,000 steps all three days. I'm going to drink three liters of water. I'm committing to working out once and bed by 10 PM writing the act of writing the plan is like 80% of it. You're going to be like, Oh my God, yeah. it's fine. by Tuesday, afternoon, you're going to feel fine again. So it's just right. about like getting yourself out of that mental place and knowing that it's not really about the pizza. It's about like the, the shame and the spiral that's, that it's attached to it. So if you can deescalate that, and then the more you do it, the more you're like up, oh, I know what to do. Let's activate the plan and we're going to be fine. And then you get to a place where you're like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy the pizza. And I'm going to look back on that memory and be like, oh my God, that was like the most fun weekend ever. Because that is what you do remember. You do remember yeah. being with your friends and eating pizza. You literally never remember the spiral. So yeah, I definitely like can't like think back of high school and like think of my spirals, but I can like think of my memories with my friends, like obviously. So it's almost like you're wasting your time that you could be activating the three-day plan with yeah. just the spiral. And Quick break to talk to you guys about Sakara. I feel like this is a totally Tinks approved and Lauren Elizabeth approved because feeling your best starts with what you eat. Sakara helps you not just eat healthy, but truly enjoy it with chef crafted plant rich meals that build a foundation for radiant health. If you guys don't know what Sakara is, maybe you've seen it on Instagram. You've probably seen me talk about it for years now. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. So they have organic, ready-to-eat meals that are made with powerful plant-based ingredients and are designed to minimize your sugar cravings, boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin truly glowing. They have chef-crafted breakfast, lunches, and dinners, and they are backed by cutting-edge nutrition science to boost your health and stoke your glow. And it's delivered fresh anywhere to your door in the United States. Along with delicious plant-rich meals, my favorite, Sakara also offers wellness essentials. So they have all their supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. They have their best-selling metabolism super powder and metabolism super bar. So if you're not really like a big smoothie maker, now they have the bars, which are amazing and taste so good. And they help you control your sugar cravings, reduce bloating, boost energy, and reduce fatigue. I also love the detox bars, the detox tea. I literally love everything in their wellness boutique. 
And of course, they have rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, and the New York Times, and Lauren Elizabeth, which is the most important. Right now, Sakara is offering my listeners 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash mood and enter code mood at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash mood to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash mood. Back to the podcast. Like backtracking a little bit, like how did you, because you said you kind of like struggled with like confidence and comparison and stuff like that. Was there like a turning point for you in your 20s before social media that like helped you start to kind of go down that path? It was honestly, it sounds so crazy, but it was honestly the comparison is the thief of joy quote. And I was like in my mid 20s. And up until then, I had been, I had felt very behind. Like mm-hmm. what, what so many people reach out to me and say they say they feel behind because I, Um, I felt like all of my college friends were in solid relationships, like going to get engaged, like had these amazing lives, um, jobs that were paying them a lot of money. And I moved around jobs a lot. I didn't, I, I mean, I didn't have bad jobs, but I didn't feel that they were my calling. And I also wasn't making a lot of money and I moved a lot. Like I moved from San Francisco to New York. And I, as soon as I got to New York, I was like, shoot, I, I know I want to move again. So I was just like, I am so freaking behind. I was comparing myself to all my friends and I was comparing myself to where I thought I should be. So mm. I, I was like, I thought that I was going to be the editor in chief of Vogue by now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even like fucking fashion in the end. So I felt like totally spirally. And then I, my, I think it was my friend V who, who was like, oh, I saw this on thing on Instagram, like comparison is the thief of joy. Oh, well, and then wait, sorry. Third, third assault is that then on top of that, I was comparing myself to everybody on social media. Right. Yeah. So everybody's doing that. Like, I feel like girls in their twenties, like have those three lanes of comparison and it just runs you over and you're like exhausted. Cause every day you're like, I'm not where I thought I should be. I'm not engaged. And Kelly is. And also, um, the girl on fucking Instagram's ass is like higher than the moon. So where, what am I doing? So then I was like, what good is this comparison bringing me? What is it doing for me? Absolutely nothing. Instead, it's robbing me of brain power time and energy. So like, what is this doing for me? It's not motivating me at all. And I used to lie to myself and be like, Oh, but like looking on Instagram, like it gives me inspiration, like to compare myself. No, <laughs> it doesn't. It makes me wonder why I'm not six foot three with a fucking washboard abs. That's what it does for me. Yeah. So I, I took a long, hard look at like the, the uh, content that I was intaking and I just, I stopped, like I stopped comparing myself every time I would go to be like, Oh my God, she's engaged. I would say control alt delete in my brain and replace Mm -hmm. comparison as a thief of joy. And it sounds stupid, but you have to like create new neural pathways. It was also around this time that I went on, like I started learning a lot about food and I started learning, like really working hard in therapy and doing cognitive behavioral therapy and like doing kind of a spiritual journey. And I did like an entire overhaul of my life and learn these tools. And then that really set me up for the last couple of years of my twenties and really, really set me up for what I'm doing now. It's almost like once you like took away all those like negative things that like clearly obviously weren't motivating and stuff, it, it left room in your life for all this amazing stuff to come in. You know what I mean? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And I and think people don't realize that it's like, it's sometimes is that simple. It's not like you were like, and then I decided to become a star on TikTok. It's like, you okay. just made room for it to come in. You just, you just make room. And it, and it's as simple as like, you don't have to do 
anything major. You just have to think comparison is the thief of joy. Focus on yourself, ground yourself maniacally in the present and practice gratitude. Also started journaling around that time. Mm. Little things, they add up and they make you focus on yourself. And as you said, so perfectly, let's room for good things to grow and for you to grow in for, into yourself. Like if you're always thinking about your, your friends and like what they're doing, you're not thinking about yourself and your twenties is a time when you need to be thinking, what do I like? Do I like this city? Do I like this guy? Do I like this job? When instead you're like, God, I think she's getting paid more than me at her job, which I would never do because I don't even care about that. And it's like, we waste so much brain power on things that are, don't concern other people. Yeah. yeah. How does that like almost like transfer? Because I feel like it's kind of a similar energy when you're like comparing yourself to other people, but it's so different when you are getting your energy sucked from like dating and relationships. And so it's almost like a similar kind of time consuming of brain power, but obviously such a different, like it's not as much comparison because you're not really comparing yourself to the guy. You don't want to be him, but you want him to like you. So how do you then... Like, does that confidence transfer over into like your dating life and dating advice that you give to other people when you're like focusing on yourself more? Totally. And I think, you know, it's all connected, like it's all a thread. And I think so much about how, like, I talk a lot about this thing I say called reverse box theory, which is that a lot of- I was going to say, you have to explain the box theory for those who don't know. So there's box theory and then there's reverse box theory, which is more pertinent to what we're talking about right now. Reverse box theory is basically like a lot of girls in their 20s. And yes, disclaimer, this is generalization. doesn't apply to everyone, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) A lot, a lot of girls go into every single date thinking, I want to date this guy. I want him to be my boyfriend because, because of a lot of different reasons, scarce, like media, whatever we, a lot of women have a scarcity mindset. They think there isn't enough to go around. There isn't enough jobs. There isn't enough guys. There isn't enough prettiness, whatever, which is a lie. Um, and so every single girl goes into the, like, or a lot of girls go into every single date thinking, Oh my God, I hope he likes me. Oh my God, I hope, I just want to date him. I imagine us on Nantucket together uh, this summer wearing matching sweatshirts. And I'm like, you don't even know this guy's last name. His name is like Derek G and you met him on <laughs> and now you're planning the fucking wedding. And and what it does it, it, is it totally throws off the power dynamic because they go in and they think this guy's on a pedestal. And why do they do that? Because they're, they feel pressure to have a boyfriend because they feel pressure to get married because they feel pressure to be at the same level as their friends um, because of comparison. So it is all connected. So like, again, I encourage girls to, to say, do not allow him to be in the, I want to date him box until he's fucking earned it. Like mm. you can't just go into something being like, this is the one, this is the one. And, you know, for all the reasons that I've just said, but also because they can smell it, like they can smell it yeah. when girls come into a date and they're like, guys, no, I have guy friends all the time. Be like, oh yeah, I could tell she just wants a boyfriend. And then it just feels like a, a job interview with cocktails. So any which way you want to cut it, you have to stop putting guys on the pedestal because it's not good for anybody. I literally only learned that like, maybe six months ago and I remember my cousin was going on dates and I was just like I was like why don't you like focus on like if you like him instead of if he likes you and it's like so crazy that in 2021 all of us have been alive for so long and we're just now realizing that like we should like them before 
that we feel like they we need them to like us and it's like how is that mind blowing but it's everything you said it's the media it's instagram it's our friends like it's fucking insane it's insane and it's just like it's all this like dating culture hysteria like you know oh should i text him you know what what do you think this means blah 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 blah, blah. and it's just like do you feel good when you're with the guy do you feel happy when you're not with him? Or do you feel stressed and panicky that he's not going to text you? Like quiet all the noise and listen to the cues that your your body and your, your mind are giving you. Like when you're not with him, do you feel like happy when you think about him? Or are you like constantly checking your phone? That's what you should be paying attention to. Not how many exclamation points did he put at the end of his fucking text? Like <laughs> it, it's just... It's like, do you like them? That's all, you know, and it's, and it's okay. I think that, I think that girls are so afraid that if they go into a date and they're just like, not that into it, that if they let it go, there's not going to be another one that couldn't be from the truth. The more honest you are with other people and with yourself throughout the dating process, like the, the, the more abundance you will, you will have. A hundred percent. I mean, you literally cover like social media, like actually living this like new social media star life in LA, like dating, like, and you talk about routines a lot. Like, and I feel like what I love about your content too, is like the consistency, like obviously the specifics and stuff like that. But when you like, say you like something, you're like constantly doing it and it kind of like ingrains it into my head. So what is your, like, I mean, it kind of goes into mood boosters because I feel like your routines have a lot to do with that. But like, what are like, when I think of you, I think of like the ball of weights on your wrists, like on a hike, like taking a selfie. Like, what are the things you do like every single day that are a part of your routine? And like, are they good for your mental health? Do you just like doing them? Like, what are they? Walking every single day. I have to for my mental health. Like I, I've found that daily uh, movement outside has been probably behind therapy, the most instrumental thing in controlling mm. and managing my anxiety. Um, and I do it every morning, mostly. Are you on your phone while you walk? Are we listening to something while you walk? I, I usually do music. I usually just do music or a podcast or, or a book or something. Sometimes I'll bring a friend. It's just like the fresh air right in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it and it can be short because people are always like, I hate getting up early, this and that. I'm like, literally just walk around the block. Ta- mm-hmm. Walk around the block every morning for a week and tell me you don't feel better. We need fresh air. We need to just like wake our brains up. And it's just, I absolutely love walking. I personally am kind of like, I, I'm obsessed with walking. I walk like an hour, an hour and a half a day, either on a hike or around my neighborhood or whatever. But even if you just have time to walk to get a coffee, it sets you up and it just wakes your brain up in the most beautiful way. Um, other routines that I love, I mean, <sighs> I love routine more than anything. It's been kind of difficult lately with my schedule, which is, which is stressful, but, uh, water, I do a lot of water cause I have my, my cup, my sippy, my, uh, everyone jokes. It's my emotional support adults. <laughs> it is. And I have it. And I love to, to drink water out of it and have that all the time. Um, you literally posted on Instagram, like tips for anxiety, like behind therapy. And it said like water twice. And at the end you were like, I just, I just like water. Okay. It's just, I I like water. Yeah. I I think it's like, if you have anxiety, you know, you're often wanting to have something in your hands, which I always Mm -hmm. do. And so to me, I just kind of over time have made that be my water bottle or a water bottle, whatever you like. And, and just, you know, if you're feeling stressed, like take, take a sip of water, um, 
what other things do I do every day? I, I do journal. I do the five minute journal, not every day, but, but I really try to do that. Oh, I dry brush and I don't even know if it does anything, but I love it. It's another thing I do right when I wake up. I just put on a song and I dry brush and it makes me feel good. It like gets the circulation going. I find that if you struggle with anxiety, things that like put you back in your body mm. like really help because you know, you're like in your head and you're like, oh, and when I dry brush, it just makes me feel all tingly and good. And then it just like grounds me in my body. And then I go on my walk and I'm like, I am a meat colored covered skeleton floating on a rock in space. Like it's not a big deal. It's just not, I can, it's literally not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't dry brushed in forever, but it does feel really, really good. And like, I feel as though if Gwyneth Paltrow does it, therefore we can take it as gospel. Oh, that's kind of all we need to know. You know, he says, jump, I say how high, but yeah, I think like, I also think sometimes you don't, like detaching. I I don't know. Like when I was living in New York and I was going through this whole like rebirth, as I was telling you about, like when I was learning all about health and like for a while I was really strict with all this stuff, like food and like working out. And I was so attached to like everything. And now I've kind of balanced it out and people are always like, well, what, what is the result of the dry brush? And I'm like, you know what? I don't really know. Like it's supposed to be good for circulation, but more importantly, it feels good. And mm. a nice positive ritual. And that's more important to me. And even like with working out, I used to be, I used to feel frustrated because like I work out a lot and I never really used to like see results. I'm doing air quotes right now. But when I started realizing that I just like working out because it's an hour where I'm not with my phone and when I'm using my body and it just like makes me feel grateful that I can move and that I'm healthy, I, I started liking it a lot better. Like that, mm. that, that was sort of just like the, the click for me. I was like, you know what? I'm probably never going to have abs, but it, the, the hour that I'm like doing this and I'm like, wow, my arms can move like this. And like, I, I get ideas and I'm just like thinking and I'm just grateful. So I sometimes think like, it doesn't always have to have like an outcome or right. use, but it's just like, it feels nice. It's good for you. So, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like enjoy the process, totally. not the destination, even totally. if it's just dry brushing, yep. even if it's just working out. Yeah. I'm curious though, like so you said, you moved from New, New York, like during your rebirth, like, and I feel like a lot of people struggle with like, should I move? Should I change? Da, da, da. Was that just like a part of your rebirth where you were just like, I want to move to LA? Like, what's your advice for someone that feels like stuck even in their environment? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I moved like, so I lived in San Francisco. I went to college, then I moved to San Francisco, then I moved to New York and then I moved back to LA all in my twenties, all before I was 20. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's something where people like, if you're that friend, they look at you and they're like, she's out of control. She's yeah. moving all the time. That's like kind of me right now with totally. my friends. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and my parents were like, really again, like, okay. Um, and I'm from London to begin with. So they're like, are you just, yeah, which is insane. Like, <laughs> pinging around. And I think like, look, is there a limit to the amount of times that you should move um, to try and like make yourself happy? Yes. However, you have to follow your curiosity and you have to follow what does make you happy. So this is complicated advice to give to people. And I know they're going to be like, what the fuck? But (laughs) you can't run away from your problems and you have Mm. to know that you can't like move to another city like, because you're unhappy, but you need to also follow like your gut instincts and what makes you happy. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, I'm not advocating for running for your problems, but 
you have to like listen to yourself and be like, well, what bits of this city are, are like making me unhappy? And what do I think the new city could offer? And for me right away in New York, it, it, listen, it is a phenomenal city. I love visiting it. I have a lot of friends there. It's the perfect city for so many people. For me right away, I was like, damn, I'm not settling here. Like I don't feel comfy here at all. And, you know, over the two years when I lived in New York, I also, I was like visiting LA a lot. And I was like, I think I could be really happy here. Like, it seems like a good mixture of everything that I love. And I really, really like good weather. And I really, really like the beach. And I'm really enjoying the people that I'm meeting here. But it was scary. Again, like, you know, it it all sounds like it, it was part of the plan when I talk back about my 20s now. I was scared shitless. I moved to LA nobody was happy with me. My parents were like, we don't know if this is the right decision. I didn't even tell the job that I was working for. I came with two suitcases and it was my 29th birthday. And I remember sitting in my hotel room sobbing and I wrote myself, I, this is so cheesy. I wrote my kid, my future kids a letter. And I was like, I want you to know I'm sitting in this hotel room. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. All my friends are like engaged. I had just come from a wedding and I was sitting there with two suitcases, a job that I was about to get fired from. And I was like, I don't really know what you're fucking doing, but like you feel brave. I feel brave right now. And I always want you kids to be brave and to follow your heart. And like, who knows what's going to happen. Maybe I'll go running back to New York with my tail between my legs, but I'm going to give this a go. And I'm so glad I did, you know, because it was, I I love LA. I want to raise my kids here. So, you know, you have to just follow your curiosity, but also remove the noise and, and listen to like what, what your, your heart is telling you. Well, I'm glad you're in LA because I love seeing what you do and you make me like re-fall in love with it because I've been here for way too long. And what can everyone like expect from you in the future? Like what kind of creator do you want to become now? You have this amazing following. You do your ask me anythings all the time, your TikToks, like what's next for Tinks? I always say, well, I've said recently, like I want to grow up with my followers. Like I think that no matter what age they are, and I'm lucky to have a huge age range, like I want to grow up with them. And like, I hope that they grow up with me and we can learn from each other. And I want to continue to, um, to help girls like learn from my mistakes and, and grow from whatever I learn and just pass on that information. And, you know, more logistically, just speak to people on, in bigger platforms, like, and, and continue to grow this incredible relationship that I have with my followers and, and get new followers and just, uh, and have fun doing it. That's, that's all I, that's I all. love it. We love an authentic and real influencer. That is such a mood booster for mm-hmm. everyone here. So thank you so much for coming on the pod and everyone make sure to go follow her on Instagram. Cause I love her AMAs and obviously TikTok because you gotta, you gotta remember where you started. You know, oh, it's, you it's gotta. Me. Yeah, you're a doll. You gotta. Thank you so much for having me. This was so of nice. Of course.